Chapter 23 Niles Sparks was waiting on the other side of Parkin's door. You are one slippery customer, said Niles. That visual aid business was inspired. How'd you hear about that? Niles noticed a drinking glass from behind his desk. Old-fashioned listening device, he said. Does that really work, Miles asked. Try it. Miles held up the tumbler up to the door, pressed his ear against the bottom. Yes, but I didn't cancel class, Miss Shandy was saying. I just had the students continue their presentations down on the lower level instead of a classroom full of crickets. Yes, yes, I understand, said Barkin. It's just that you must know we Barkins are sensitive to even the appearance of an interruption in instruction. And I think you'll find I'm being very open-minded. I mean, if my father had seen your students all gathered under the oak tree in the middle of the school day. Miles handed the glass back. Neat, he said. Try not to express how neat he actually found it. The two boys headed down the hallway. This time you actually did come up with a really good prank, Niles said. Gee, thanks, said Miles. I mean it. How'd you know I was going to do it? Niles stopped. How'd you know I was going to switch the shoeboxes, Miles asked. I saw you changing out of those wind tips in the parking lot before school all last week, said Niles. It was pretty easy to figure out why you'd have a pair of shoes exactly like mine, if you didn't want to wear them. Although you should have really given a wingtips a chance. Once they're broken in, they're actually conformed to your foot and... But how? You took the crickets when you switched the shoeboxes. Then I swapped your diorama for mine while you weren't paying attention. What were you doing, just looking down at your desk? Let me guess. Picturing me up there with that Barkin diorama? Miles didn't say anything. Something I've learned, said Niles. You can't celebrate a prank before it's over. Miles couldn't tell whether he was angrier at himself or at Niles. Probably Niles. Oh, great. Expert advice from Dr. Expert. It wasn't a great line, but he was very angry. Miles, this is like a magician revealing the secrets behind his tricks. I'm only telling you this stuff because I respect your talent for improvising. That's why the terrible two is a great... Oh, please. You know, Niles, it's easy to sit there and tear everything down, but it's another thing to actually create something. What? Seems to me this prank war has been pretty one-sided. I keep coming up with the pranks. You keep foiling them. Big deal. Why should I want to team up with you? Because you figured out how to park a car at the top of some steps once? Great. Ooh, wow, you've been playing defense for the past six weeks. If you're such a great prankster, then bring it. Okay, said Niles, and walked off. Miles went to go clean up some crickets. Fact 777. The average cow weighs about 1,400 pounds, and absolutely none of them feel self-conscious or weird about it. Fact 778. Studies have shown that classical music helps cows produce more milk. So the next time you need milk from your cow, fast, throw on some choplin or bock. Fact 779. Cows eat 100 pounds of grass per day. Need a lawnmower? Consider a cow. Chapter 24. Miles Murphy was losing sleep. He was eating less. Lately, people had been saying his face looked a little gray. Your face looks a little gray, Holly said when she saw Miles in the hall. Are you all right? Miles Murphy was not all right. For the past two months, he'd been anticipating an attack that had never come. He hadn't even been able to enjoy his winter break because he was worried Niles was going to prank him in the mail or in the mall or in his house or when he was hiding from Josh Barkin behind a mailbox. 
Now that school was back in session, Nora was safe. They had been back for three weeks and Niles still hadn't pranked him. Probably because Miles' tireless vigilance. It was kind of a victory, but it felt awful. Holly walked down the hallway with no hesitation. She rounded corners, waved to kids, smiled at teachers, drummed down lockers as she passed them. She had energy, charisma. Miles, meanwhile, kept a step or two behind Holly. He had to. Miles Murphy was on DEFCON 5 or DEFCON 1. Whichever DEFCON was the most alert, most serious DEFCON. It was DEFCON 1. A fact Miss Shandy had mentioned in social studies last Tuesday. But lately, Miles hadn't been paying much attention in class. An all-consuming, single-minded readiness behind the hallmark of DEFCON 1. Holly pointed to a sign on the wall. The sign said, Principal Barkin says, it's election time. The rest of the wall was taken up by a campaign poster, a huge black and white photograph of Josh Barkin and his father. The poster was fastened with crepe paper bunting, and above Josh's head was his slogan. It said, Josh Barkin, your current class president, your future class president, your eventual principal, vote for me on 401. I'll bet you stole those streamers from the art room, said Holly, and he gets the good real estate next to the drinking fountain. I had to put mine by the teacher bathroom. She pointed to another poster down the hall, and she shrugged. But hey, someone's got to fight the power. They continued down the hall. Good morning, Alice, Holly said to Alice. Hey, Scotty, Holly said to a kid presumably named Scotty. As they rounded a corner, there he was. Hi, Niles. Hi, Holly. Hi, Miles. Miles should have looked away, but Niles caught Miles' eye and smiled. Miles' stomach, already sensitive after weeks of mostly fruit snack diet, gurgled and churned. Niles' smile was basically an ordinary smile, innocent and sunny, typical of Niles' school helper mask. But there was something else, something at the corner of Niles' eyes. Confidence, mischief, danger. For weeks, this smile had been inducing fear and anger and nausea in Miles. In the middle of class, Niles would turn to Miles and smile. After school, as Miles crossed the parking lot, Niles would wave and smile. At night, Niles' smiling face appeared to Mi in Miles' dreams. Except in his dreams, Niles' head was covered in coarse blonde bristles, and he had little red eyes that flashed, and also the dreams took place in the dairy aisle of the supermarket. It was weird. Niles smiled everywhere. Niles knew Miles hated the smile, and Miles knew Niles knew, and Niles knew Miles knew Niles knew, and somehow all this knowledge was folded back into the smile. The smile was an omen. The smile meant a prank was coming. Sometimes late at night, Miles wondered if the smile was the prank. But in the mornings when the sun came up through his window, Miles knew he'd never get off that easy.